1: Should be. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Live as always from the Farmers Insurance Studios. When you switch to Farmers Insurance, you can save a bundle. All you got to do is call one farmers That's one farmers Get a quote today.
4: We are farmers. bum 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 bum
1: Well, been a minute, Mike Harmon, since we've done a show together. We've had a whole weekend. We had Valentine's Day. You know, you sent me chocolates, which I loved. They were awesome in Mets colors. I wanted to say thank you for that.
5: No, absolutely. Did they have the proper effect of uh, leaving you indisposed for a while so you can catch up on all Mets trivia and celebrate Tim Tebow properly? Well, the, the, the thing is, the, um, uh, the Trevor Bauer
1: chocolates that you sent, it was weird because I could eat them all the way up until the time I put them in my mouth, and then they went to somebody else. So, I, those, those are very difficult chocolates to eat.
5: Intercepted by Pam and Zoe. There's no uh, question about it. Yeah, just we about made the, to have f- it and then gone. Yeah, we made the foolhardy effort of trying to go uh, to the uh, down, downtown Disney area. Just too overcrowded. So, we ended up uh, celebrating, uh, well, Chicago-style with beef sandwiches and hot dogs mm and t j Harmon Sending Jason the Lindor chocolates, I'm sure, for his <laughs> Valentine's
1: Day. All right, that should have been the line right there. Uh, that's pretty it good. A that's, a, that's a good one. I like it. Yeah, that. it was a little rusty. Look, look, we haven't done a show together in about five days, so I, I was a little rusty. And, uh, you know, that the Lindor line should have been the line right off the bat. But it was still funny. It was I still deliver I, I like that, though. I still delivered. Uh, so, uh, big weekend. Uh, and now we're getting into a, a week here in February in which, okay, we're getting out of the NFL. NFL regular season and all the big stories that come out of the playoffs and the Super Bowl and what's coming off Brady. And, you know, the Fournette story last night was crazy. He almost got cut before the end of the season. We're getting more and deeper into the quarterback situation now as the NBA is starting to gain more of a foothold here. Uh, But clearly, uh, the NFL offseason always throws you a curveball or two. I am stunned. I am I am stunned with the the mileage and the amount of data that it's given to this JJ J. Watt story. Okay, JJ J. Watt who was released of course with his under his own uh request by the Texans a couple of days ago, and it's been, where is J.J. Watt going to go play? It's like it's like there's the greatest quarterback in the world is on the market, and where is he going to go visit? You know, it's like suddenly uh, we, we found out that, oh, hey, guess what, everybody? Um, Patrick Mahomes is leaving the Chiefs. He's going to be a complete free agent, and everybody is lining up. There's 13 teams reportedly interested in J.J. Watt. Everybody wants J.J. Watt. Today, it was he's strongly considering the Browns. And everybody's got to stop and take a step back here for a second and go, okay, this is the Cam Newton story of a year ago, right? When Cam Newton was a free agent, it was, oh, my goodness, uh, Cam, you know, what? What what, he's healthy, look how good he can be. And just because people were showing video of Cam Newton, oh, if this is the Cam Newton the Patriots are getting, look out, NFL. All right, you're showing me a highlight from 2015. It's 2020. Cam Newton hasn't been that guy in five years. All right, and what happened? Cam Newton stunk this year and showed that he's probably going to be out there again all next offseason and maybe he's done in the national football league because he hadn't been good in a long time and this is not that jj watt hasn't been good but jj watt has been injured he is 31 going to be 32 years old and he hasn't been a difference maker since 2015 2015 when he was In his run of the best defensive player in the National Football League when he was uh, having 30 tackles for loss and hitting the quarterback 50 times a year, and he was getting between 17 and 20 sacks, this was J.J. Watt at his peak. J.J. Watt hasn't done that in five years. You know, his last full year was 2018, all right, and and in 2020. Those were his last two full years, and his tackles for loss are half what they were in his heyday. His quarterback hits were half what they were in his heyday. His sacks, 5 you know, he had four in eight games a year ago. He's just not the same guy. I mean, is he someone that is a big name and, and suddenly everybody is ramping? Oh, J.J. Watt. Yeah, he's a big name. And just because you show me something he did in 2014, knocking, knocking down, down Mark Sanchez passes at the line of scrimmage against the Jets on Monday Night Football, which I still remember that game, just because you show me that doesn't <laughs> mean that that's J.J. Watt. He's a big name, and he's clearly looking for one year of, hey, it's time to, to, to saddle up and go one ride. Do I do it with my brother? Do I go to the Browns? It's a big name, but boy, this is a guy that's going to be a part-time player, and he's not going to give you numbers. He's going to be brought in for his leadership ability as much as he is anything else. And This is not something that's going to take whatever team J.J. Watt signs with and turn him into a star, but that's what's kind of being treated, Mike, is that you get J.J. Watt, suddenly Super Bowl, and I'm not seeing that for J.J. Watt at this point.
5: Yeah, I think a lot of it goes back to a the commercial side of J.J. J. Watt. Outside of quarterbacks, how many guys do people? I mean really know in the National Football League, right, that are that are not quarterbacks, that are not in these primetime positions time and time again as players. J.J. Watt cuts through, right? A lot of folks, maybe they watched their morning news shows when the Watt Foundation was doing all its big stuff, player, you know, man of the year stuff, three-time defensive player of the year. Now he's on these nationwide subway ads with his brothers. He cuts through. So it, it, from that, You've got star power. And whenever you have star power and the accolades, and even if he's longer in the tooth, and as you say, three of the last five years have ended uh, prematurely uh, due to injury. Uh, And, look, he he had a better year and half a year last year than he did in 16 games this year, Uh, except he had one – you know, one more interception. Uh, but you look at the quarterback <laughs> hits and, and everything else; it, it it was right on par with what he did over a full year. And and it's an indictment of the defense to a degree. But you know, Romeo Cornell did what he could with what was there. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't exactly a full cupboard. But for JJ Watt, when you're looking at a guy that what 2016 three games, then five games, then he played a full season, as you said in 2018, huge comeback, 16 sacks, and the 20 quarterback hits, it's great, and then he played half a year last year before 2020, where it's a full year, a disappointment that the great video clip I'm sorry, we wasted one of the years of your career to Deshaun Watson figure you might as well have had some great music playing in the background of that one when he was mic'd up, uh, see what other Inspirational quotes he might have found, but I, I think f- there's just the excitement of the silly season of the NFL and with the quarterback situation now on hold, right? I mean, how much other than Deshaun Watson buying uh, a, the Rocks rookie card from his time at Miami with Timbaland this weekend? We're not hearing <laughs> much from Deshaun Watson, right? You got DeAndre Hopkins, you know, with the photoshopped. Thing of JJ Watt saying, "Hey, let's finish what we started. Come to Arizona." So it's getting life. The quarterback stuff is just dying. We're not hearing from Aaron Rodgers anymore. Ever since he said he was engaged, he disappeared. He's useless to us. And then you got Russell Wilson on the other side. He sent (laughs) off his opening salvo, and then he shut up. It's like, come on. You started it. Let's keep the haymakers going. Force your way out of town. Force an issue. Don't be all nebulous. (laughs) So he got quiet. So J.J. Watt gets released, and there's a lot of reasons people got mad about that, talking about the Houston Texans, the way they do business and everything else. So, yeah, it's going to fuel it. Hell, people want him to come to the Bears. Bears are spending 40% already of their salary cap on the defensive line. But, yeah, bring on J.J. Watt. I mean, really?
1: Look, would I be interested in if someone said to me, "Hey, would you be interested in JJ Watt?" I would say, "Sure." For what? Well, there's a lot of competition, and you might have to give him a decent amount of money for the next two years, and then they would say, "Oh, well, no." I'm sorry, I'm not. No, I'm I'm not interested. I mean, like, if you're going to tell me that, hey, you can get a bargain on something, here's something, would you be interested? Oh, yeah, sure. And then you find out what the price is. You find that it's a little bit more money. Well, no, I'm not really into that. I would, you know, under certain circumstances, would I like JJ Watt? Sure. But I don't know that, one, the guy's going to stay healthy. And two, he, you know, last year was, if the last year was the cliff year for JJ Watt, it's not like this year's going to be any better. And he's not going to play every down. And, and, and it's, you know, like I said, it's a great name, and sometimes we confuse big names with big impact on the field. And look, this is the same thing as Cam Newton was last year. I mean, just because I see these highlights, JJ Watt. Does, oh, if this is the, oh really? So you can you can play JJ, you can get JJ Watt highlights in the past and and send him to 2021. I, I mean, I, I just don't get it. I guess if you're the Browns, you feel happy that hey, he's considering us because he thinks we're going to win because this is where JJ Watt wants to go. He wants to go someplace where he can win. Uh, I guess you feel honored that one of the great players in the NFL history is saying hey I might want to go there but I mean I, I don't know that, that th- this is something that I'd really want to get in on I mean I know there's 13 teams supposedly that are in on this and I want to go wh- what do you see that's going to that's happen what do you think is really going to happen when you go you're going to sign JJ Watt and he's suddenly going to give you his 2015 year again with 18 sacks and 30 tackles for loss and 50 quarterback hits he doesn't do that anymore he hasn't hit the quarterback three times in a game since 2015 right he hasn't done it since then all right that, that's just not what he does. His tackles for loss is half what, what he normally uh, did when he, when he was the best defensive player in the game. So I, I don't really see where suddenly you think, oh, now we're going to get it. Why? Because he's only playing less plays? He doesn't have to worry about playing every play? Now he, he, he can do it? That, that doesn't happen with players as they get older in the NFL. I mean, unless yeah, he's suddenly going to come out and say, he's got, he's got J.J. Watt wear, you know, he's got J.J. TB12 wear, and suddenly I'm having avocado ice cream, and I'm <laughs> hanging out with all the right people, and I'm doing all the right things, and I'm going to play
5: till I'm 50 if he does that then i'll be in on it but i'm just not in on it right now damn you're sounding more cynical than i am look i i look at it and we start talking about the cap and and how much movement we're going to have downward right how much our team's going to have to scramble how many of them are going to be smart enough to figure out how to manipulate the cap like the rams have because they're really the blueprint for how to make all of this make sense right because where we're sitting at the steelers and we'll get into ben roethlisberger and the fact that they haven't talked with the steelers. I know in a normal year that's not a big deal, but when you got a bunch of potential free agents that can come in and maybe keep the ball movement moving, moving for Mike Tomlin with all the speed guys you got and everything on the offense. Uh yeah, I think I'd be a little more active and proactive of trying to figure out how that works, but you know, the steelers are one of the worst in terms of cap space. I think they're bottom five in terms of availability. And that's before whatever they do with Roethlisberger, figuring out what they do with Bud Dupree. Does Juju Smith-Schuster come back? All of these things uh, yet to be determined. If he's a component part there or Green Bay or Cleveland, right? they've got good defensive lines. They've got stars uh, on that side of the ball. So he, he doesn't have to be the number one. But the question is, does he still want to be paid like one? Right? If he's willing to take a, a sweetheart deal, whether it's to go back to Wisconsin or to go play with his brothers, I mean, the Permanti brothers said they'd rename their, their shop to Watt Brothers over the weekend. I mean, <laughs> believe that. Uh, I don't know how that works with his subway contract, though. I think there might be a conflict and some fights uh, in legalese. But the, the the point being that if he's willing to come in just trying to win and say, hey, I'll play for less, then, then sure, I'd kick the tires on him. But I'm not making him the hallmark of, of my defense. Like, if, it, if I'm, I'm starting over, I'm not saying, hey, they didn't want to give the, the, the 17-5. We, we'll make that up for you. No, no chance in hell. I'll give him eight, eight in the one-and-one, and, one, and then I'll give him a free sandwich card to whatever my local establishment is. I would just give that, him a free
1: sandwich card. I'd say, listen, well, this is what yeah. I can do for you. That's what I can do. And he would say, what do you mean? I would say, dude, you've missed 32 games in the last five years. You've missed you've missed thirty two games man that's almost half the year every year all right you've missed 32 games you haven't been healthy since you were 26 years old suddenly that's not going to change yeah you know, I, I i i don't know what else to say it's weird i'm just glad that i haven't seen the jets involved because if the jets were involved i would say <laughs> oh here they go and the jj watt has agreed to a five-year 145 million dollar extension with the jets oh great that would be such a Jets move <laughs> so maybe the jets are on the way up you know we're not we're not in it on jj watt also, just give JJ it time i think we
5: can win that's how Give I it time. Really they're, they're that secret team that hasn't been revealed. Ah. Just yet. There's always the dark horse. Oh, I always love when the secret are. team comes in. It's oh, made yeah. up by
1: an agent to make it seem like another sure. team is bidding. Oh, we have a secret team. Well, why is it a secret team? We, we know usually every. No, no, no. It's a secret team. Well, well we why? don't want to admit exist. that this team is bidding against itself. Yeah, it doesn't exist. I'm trying to drive up the bidding. but say, hey, all right. If, if all we're getting is a five-year, $50 million offer, if I can introduce them mystery team suddenly that team goes whoa let's get that offer from five years and 50 to five years and 100 let's get that up there fast we don't
5: want to lose to this mystery team it could be anybody i mean just why would just wait (laughs) mystery mystery teams (laughs) all around pretty soon there's going to be the mystery team for carson Wentz. it's been the bears and the colts (laughs) for a week suddenly there's a mystery team so one of those guys panics and hits the red button saying deal Who's that mystery team for
1: Carson Wentz? It's in the CFL. doesn't matter. It's a mystery team. <laughs> so it makes no it's difference. It's that
5: place that Johnny Manziel was playing
1: with over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, it's in the fan-called football league, the FCFFF League, whatever you yeah. have. Yeah. The fans are going to call the place. <laughs> 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 Twitter at Fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon. Uh, real quick, in the NBA, the Lakers, after looking shaky for a while, uh, are now on top of the Timberwolves, 105 just under four minutes to go in the fourth quarter. LeBron James with 28, 11 rebounds, six assists. Dennis Schroeder has twenty-four. And meanwhile, the game of the night uh, coming your way in about ten or fifteen minutes. Brooklyn and Phoenix, and uh, Brooklyn will be without everybody tonight. They are yeah, not going to play James Harden the against floor. the world. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're all they're all sitting out tonight. It's going to be James Harden playing against everybody in Phoenix. And right now, Brooklyn is still favored by three points. So that, that's why it's going to be tonight. Uh, so we'll have more on the NBA, but coming up next, we have Jason Locke and Forrest stopping by. We'll get all the latest on where is Carson Wentz going? Where's Deshaun Watson going? Where is JJ Walk going to end up overpaid? We got all of that.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip
1: Joining us now on the hotline, CBS Sports NFL Insider Extraordinary. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora. That is at Jason Lockenfora. He has put down the baseball cards and opening big packs to spend a few minutes here with us. And I'm just picturing you like in Spider-Man when they have like the radioactive spiders and they use the the uh, the remote control hands to open things up so nothing gets damaged. I'm picturing that's how you open up your baseball cards when you do it.
7: I. I'm not totally familiar with that reference, but it sounds like it could come in handy around here. Wait a minute, you got kids that haven't watched every single Marvel movie mm. like 150 times? No, I mean, we want, we saw the one, um, I did take them to the movies to see, I don't know if it was the most recent one, like Everybody's Spider-Man or something like that, or Spider-Man. The cartoon one? Yeah, I guess that was Spider-Verse The, the multiverse yeah. yeah, yeah, Spider-Verse That was cute um,
1: I like your title though Everybody
7: Spider-Man That might yeah. be the next one Everybody <laughs> <Okay>. Spider-Man <laughs> Yeah, you gotta remember Who you're dealing with here. But, uh, yeah I mean I've seen a couple Of the Batmans With them but, yeah, bottom right. line is, though, the Spidey thing, I'm trying to cut down on the box breaks. Not in any tonight. Um, okay. But, yeah, the Spidey thing could probably. When I'm sorting and having to put them in the top loaders, that would be <laughs> helpful.
5: All right. As I sit right. with a stack of top loaders in front of me <laughs> <laughs> going through old stuff. <laughs> I, I, I think you should patent everybody Spider-Man and
1: make Marvel pay you when they make that movie. At some well, point. maybe they'll
7: Everybody's make that one Spider-Man. one day. Yeah. <laughs> spidey for all.
1: Everybody's Spider-Man. Uh, all right, so let's start here. We mentioned a couple seconds ago. We'll get into J.J. Watt in a second. But Trevor Lawrence has his shoulder surgery today, and, and, and recovery time is five to six months. And, hey, he should be ready for the start of camp, and it seems like sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. But, yes, it's, his, it's not his throwing shoulder, but this is a five- to six-month recovery. If all goes well, there's going to be certain things he can, certain things he can't do. Uh, do we need to readjust what we expect from Trevor Lawrence when he finally gets to the NFL?
7: Okay. Hey. Enough for Urban Meyer, it's good enough for me. Um, I, I, look, I, I, we saw a lot of kids last year have no sort of run up to this whatsoever. You know, um, Justin Herbert, hey, we just stabbed Tyrod Taylor in the lung. Good luck against the world champs thrown into the deep end and get it done uh so while this is far from ideal i think we're looking at basically a virtual um spring again anyway otas and all that stuff nobody's going to be in these buildings until camp starts and what do we have march april may june july so i mean is he does he start training camp on you know a pup or something like that or um it's possible, but I, I, I think he's going to hit the ground running. Um, I don't know about when he'll be able to start throwing again. I'm sure he'll be able to pick up non-contact stuff before five or six, you know, before six months. And and I don't think this is going to really derail Trevor Lawrence unless there's some sort of setback from it, um, unless it's something that gets aggravated uh, in the preseason or what have you. Um, it's Trust me, the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't flinching one bit um, about what they're going to do with that first overall pick. And I think this kid's going to have a long, um, super productive career. And we'll see how many games they win around him, but he'll certainly do his part
5: speaking of aggravated uh we'll go to houston and jason referenced jj uh, watt <laughs> now we got cleveland we got pittsburgh and primanke brothers involved you got people in chicago offering deep dish pizza how many <laughs> suitors do we really have for jj watt and what yeah. makes sense
7: i think this is something that we're um a prisoner of the moment there's nothing going on in the nfl right now um And that's what happens a month before uh, the league year starts in a year with no combine. There's not really supposed to be a whole lot going on right now, uh, and JJ Watt asked for his release at what was an incredibly sort of down period in the league calendar. But that doesn't mean there's going to be a feeding frenzy for him. Um, you know that that doesn't mean that uh, you're seeing teams who say, "God, we don't care what the cap's going to be. We don't care who else is going to be cut. We don't care who else is going to be available in free agency in a month. Damn it, get JJ Watt right now." That's just that's not not the reality you know people 12 teams 14 teams 16 teams oh okay whatever uh and the bottom line is he's made his money he's staring his football mortality in the face that's why he wanted to get out of houston um this is going to be about the best fit for him. The money, I I mean, it's not going to be a bidding war. I think the the money's going to be what it is. Um, There'll be some incentives built in, but this is a guy who, you know, wants to win, and if he's on a good winning team, then that means he's probably on a pitch count, which is smart. Um, There are concerns about his back. There are concerns about – his elbow and there's concerns about durability uh and, and justifiably so um so i look i don't think jj watt is going to sway the division or you know sway the balance of power no matter where he goes and i think that um playing for his hometown team in green bay playing with his you know playing where he has family ties in Pittsburgh make a whole lot of sense and i've been hearing that since november when i first reported that there's no way in hell jj watts going to be back with the texans in 2021
1: all right, Jay, let's get to Deshaun Watson now, because obviously, you know, it plays into what's next for him. The Texans are still firing people and cleaning house, and there's still been no contact, really, with the Texans and Deshaun Watson.
7: Are we just in a, a stare-down now? And, and yeah. And things I mean, this get serious gonna...
1: when Watson doesn't report, and then suddenly right. people jump up again?
7: Right. I mean, I think you're, you're – this is going to have to fester um, – and get worse before it gets resolved. And you'll continue to see, you know, a war of words or a war of silence, Um, a Cold War waged between these sides, and they'll keep trying to tell you nothing to see here. And his camp will keep making it clear that, like, contract or not, you know, have fun, start your new regime without your best player. And I do think the Texans will blink at some point. I think we're months away from that happening. But I think, you know, within a week of the draft, it's going to be clear that this is not getting any better It has the potential to get worse. He's not going to budge. At some point, we need to have a quarterback who wants to be here, and our best chance to recoup present-day value occurs if we have this auction before the draft. And so... um, That's where I ultimately think it's heading. All
5: right. Carson Wentz will leave Philadelphia eventually. Everybody's already told us that. Uh, The Bears and Colts are the only teams we're hearing. Uh, Jason and I always joke about the mystery team that comes out of the weeds. Uh, Is there going to be one for Carson Wentz, or will the Bears panic and overpay?
7: Um I don't know that either you know, the Bears or the Colts are going to panic right now. I think they have a pretty good sense of what the market is, um, that this is a bit of a reclamation project. And uh, I think they're content to play this out. And the closer we get to that roster bonus being due, you know, we've seen the, the Eagles pay a whole lot of money to Sam Bradford in a roster bonus and then trade him a few weeks later uh, in training camp when – Teddy Bridgewater got hurt in Minnesota. Um, So there's a precedent there for eating money to facilitate um, a trade. Uh, I I think, again, the Bears' situation is a little interesting because I don't think that's where Wentz really wants to be. And he has the same agent as Trubisky, and I think that's Trubisky's only shot. To get a chance to start anywhere this year on a prove it deal and try to set himself up for the future. Um, not that that'll dictate this movement by any stretch of the imagination, but it is a dynamic that I think um, is being maybe a little too overlooked. Uh, but I don't, I, you know, it, it'll be a move of desperation at some point. Uh, the, the interesting thing will be, that, you know, is are the Eagles going to have to pay that roster bonus first? And if they do, do they then try to, you know, use that to get more? Bottom line, though, I, I think it's Indianapolis or Chicago. I don't, I don't think it's very tenable to try to bring Wentz back.
1: AJ, lastly, look, we've been talking about Carson Wentz and obviously Deshaun Watson. These are daily stories right now. Who's a quarterback that we're not talking about right now that you could see moved sometime in the next month or so? As 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 the offseason gets in, do we get in closer to free agency?
7: I don't know about, you know, a month, but... I mean, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy who's on a bit of borrowed time there. They really want to upgrade. And if they're able to do that, um, then they're going to, you know, move on from Garoppolo. Uh, and then there's some other quarterbacks, you know, Teddy Bridgewater. um that's a situation where the Panthers seem highly motivated to upgrade from him and they're not going to keep him around at 20 million at the same time, you know, they're bringing in somebody else to do his job. So, you know, that would be another one worth, you know, keeping an eye on. Um, and then you know, if, if a Russell Wilson moves wherever he goes, then you know if that's the Raiders, then obviously Carr is going somewhere else. Uh, so I, I do think there'll be a bit of a trickle down effect.
1: Now wait a minute. So, so that that you wouldn't be surprised if, if Wilson got moved, whether it was the Raiders or the Jets or or, or the Jets or? Oh, he's else? not going. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know about the Jets, but
7: because um, he, he's you know he's got a no trade. Now it's not out of the, It's not out of the realm of possibility, but he'd have to be convinced that there's a clear path there to winning in the not too distant future. Um but yeah, it's a long off season. We've got a lot of time between now and the draft and um you know some of these situations could certainly flare up again depending on what teams do or, or don't do in in terms of building up around the Russell Wilson and an Aaron Rodgers in particular.
1: You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lock and Ford, That is at Jason Lock and Ford, CBS Sports, NFL insider and producer of the new movie, Everybody Spider-Man. Just wait for it. Coming to HBO Max it. later on this month. Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next time.
7: Uh, I'll make sure you guys get in the credits there somewhere. Don't yeah, worry. I appreciate you. you.
1: Associate producer, that's the credit you give to All people right. that you don't want to give them any credit.
7: All right. Well, that's
5: what's coming your way. Thanks, man. Hey, thanks, buddy. It's good. Godspeed. Can you make sure it's in there before it starts to scroll really fast when it yeah, hits yeah, it? Yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Figure out where that that sweet spot is
4: for us. (laughs) Got you covered. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's a big, it's a big time in the NBA right
1: now because you know we've had conversations with Rick Buecher, you know Doug Gottlieb, and I get into this a little bit the other day when we we're filling in on Dan Patrick about how, well, what do you miss so far with the NBA season? You know, you and I joke around that everybody is fifteen and fifteen, including the Knicks. Uh, you know, they're a game out of the four seed. I'm thinking about home court advantage for the Knicks in the playoffs. It's awesome, and you say, all right, well, what have I really missed? And I'll tell you what. So far this season, the three best stories in the NBA, all right, the three best stories in the NBA without a doubt. Two of them you're gonna say, wait, really? But they are the three best stories in the NBA. And it's not just the three best teams. Look, you expect the Lakers to be good. We expected the Clippers to be good. We expected the the Nets to be the team that we all paid attention to, you know, once they made the trade for James Harden. But I'll give you the three best stories in the NBA this season. You ready? All right, hit me. All right, story, uh, First story: Joel Embiid and the 76ers. Okay, the Sixers are sure. at the top of the Eastern Conference, and, and clearly some of the other teams are underperforming. The Celtics are underperforming. Uh, the Bucks are, are almost at five hundred now, and you know their changes haven't been able to gel yet. But the Sixers, even though they're not unbeatable, they have been the best team in the East, and Joel Embiid specifically because he has hit that mid. Part of his career, that Shaq point, right, where Shaq got to a point, middle of his career, where he was playing with Orlando, he'd been to a finals and he lost, or he said, you know, I want my legacy to be something more. I, you know, he had that. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm having a lot of fun right now and everybody like a big personality. It's awesome. But I got to understand, what am I going to leave this game? I want to leave with a legacy. And then what happened? Shaq goes, he wins three NBA titles. He's the MVP. Then he goes on and wins another one with the, with the Miami Heat. And suddenly he's got four rings and, and his legacy is secure. And I feel like Joel Embiid has had that moment, whether it was Doc Rivers coming, because it seems like he's had a pretty good impact on them so far. But Embiid is just a different player. He is an absolute monster so far this year and I think when it's all said and done he's going to be the guy that wins up, winds up winning the MVP unless Curry averages 40 a game but he's going to have all the the narrative surrounding him because the Sixers are at the top and he is just blowing the doors off of everybody night after night and they're winning and I can tell it's, it's a different team it's a honeymoon year with Doc Rivers Doc usually shows up team's best years are at the very beginning before things can get screwy and get out of control because that's what Doc Rivers does sure uh, so this is that year and and clearly one of the top of the three best stories, the Sixers are at the top and Joel Embiid.
5: Yeah, everybody's still waiting for the other shoe to drop, right, in terms of uh, the Embiid and Ben Simmons. Simmons the guy that I think everybody just loves to watch, waiting for something bad to happen with him. I I, I don't know. There's that LeBron hate watch and then there's, well, what what happens when it comes to a non-jump shooting uh, Ben Simmons. But 15 plus a game, Tobias Harris giving them 20 Per, I, I'm with you. And they got a guy named Shake. So, I mean, that works. Your I'll guy, you, Milton, Shake, shake Tyrese Milton. Tyrese Maxey was hot for a while, 8.6 a game. I'll tell you. So, a pretty
1: good balance. They're getting that balance. Shake Milton and, and Seth Curry. I mean, these guys are instant offense. I'll tell you. They're, they're a huge, huge story. Uh, so, number one, 76. Number two, don't laugh. But, number two, don't laugh. Again, right. number two, don't laugh. Don't, don't do don't it. Laugh. Number two, don't laugh. Julius Randle and the Knicks being 500. All right. Now, of all the stories, this is the biggest surprise. Nobody expected the Knicks to be any good, and the league is better when the Knicks are good. Trust me. I mean, even even the most uh, garden-variety NBA fan knows that, okay, when the Knicks are good, the NBA is better, right? It's the biggest market in the country. There's a lot of attention on it. They have a player now who's playing fantastic, should be an all-star. Uh, the Knicks being a 500 team, it's like, whoa, look at this. And every time they play, it's exciting. I mean, they're not exciting because they all they do is play great defense. but I told you what was going to happen. I told you this is going to be the digging out year for the Knicks and they're winning way more than I thought they would. I told you they would win a little bit in the beginning, but they'd lose a lot and then by the time you got to the middle end of the season, they would start winning big games because everything would, would fall into place. But I told you two things beginning of the season. I said, their defense is going to be great because Tom, that's what Tom Thibodeau does and they're allowing the least points per game in the NBA. And you're going to get two or three players who are going to bust out where you're going to say, okay, these are the Knicks uh, players right now. These are, these are their franchise players, and so far it's been Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly. And these guys have all been really good, showing we are going to be cornerstone to this team for a long time, unless they trade Julius Randle. But they have shown <laughs> that hey, you know, they're, they're, they are now on the way up, and that's a big deal for the NBA because the, you know this is one of those stories
5: where boy, I did not expect this to happen, but it's happening for the Knicks, and it's kind of fun. Oh, uh, it's so exciting for you. Well, it's good when the you know coastal teams are in the mix and exciting. And for the Knicks, we've only had that a couple of times. And one of the times they were at the top, they were eclipsed by the OJ chase. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. gotta call it what it is. Yeah. One of the last two times they were relevant, uh, it came up there. So yeah, I'll, I'll stipulate to that. I'll give you, I'll give you the Knicks actually being moderately interesting on a night-to-night basis. But remember, we haven't even seen the second half schedule released, so we have to pick that date where everything crashes because these guys are tired uh, from playing from Tom Thibodeau.
1: Yeah, they will get tired. They will get tired. But he is playing a deep rotation, and guys, are, and and he does have players that are not playing now. Like Kevin Knox is a lottery guy two years ago, and he can't even get in the
5: lineup. So he is playing a lot of players. It just means they chose so, badly. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that was. I mean, that, that's bad. That what that means. Don't, don't go trying to put that out like some. Look how great the roster is now that no, this no. guy's. No, no, no. He sucks. Okay. He's not good. That's why he's not getting minutes. Don't try to spin that. I saw what you did there. Yeah, no, no. That was. Pretty that Thompson- doesn't Hill, happen though.
1: here. That's like that's like saying, okay, the dinosaur era is broken up into the pre-Mesozoic era and the Mesozoic era. Like when we had flying dinosaurs, and before we had flying dinosaurs. I mean, that's the Knicks. It was before we had. Now we have flying dinosaurs. That's that should be the Knicks. The Knicks are Game flying dinosaurs. changer. That's what they are. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, what's the big fly? Rodan, right? Is that the big flying? Oh, uh, now you're getting Godzilla rip-time? in there. I yeah, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was, yeah, Godzilla and Rodan. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, that, so that's the Knicks. I mean, clearly that's where they are. They are the, and look, I'm not saying it's fun to watch a whole Knicks game. I'll tell you the truth, right? Watching a whole Knicks game is not fun. <laughs> but watching the final six minutes, hey, they could win. It's close. It's a big game. That's fun. I mean, that's fun. I mean, when a team scores 100 points a game, it's not a lot of fun. But the last six minutes, is a lot of fun. Uh, So, there's your first two uh, biggest stories. The third biggest story is something that's just started to come up and will be that cut-through-the-clutter story that fans are going to pay attention to every single night because of, of how it's placed. And that is, can Steph Curry win the MVP? this year for the Warriors with nobody else around him, right? And the guy's going to have to Yeah, he's got a bad team, but every night on the West Coast is how many points can Steph get tonight? Can he score 40? Can he score 50? That's what it's going to Last night Steph was scoring 36 and the Warriors are in that playoff dance right now. They're right on the cusp of the cut line and with nobody around him, Steph Curry is scoring 35-40 game. He's going to have to lead the league in scoring and he's going to have to get the Warriors into the playoffs. But he's kind of become what Kobe was for the Lakers when the Lakers were bad right when when the Lakers were done winning their championships uh the second time around the Kobe Paul Gasol Lakers and it was just boy we don't have a whole lot of anything now. And it was still must-see TV because any night, the late game, Kobe could score 50, could score 55. He's a guy that 81-point game. And it was, ah, oh, there was always that one eye on the scoreboard. Let me check, let me see, how's this going? Even though the Lakers aren't that great, that's kind of where you're at right now with the Warriors. Hey, after the first quarter, Steph Curry's got 20. Oh, my God, what's going on with this? That story will cut through the clutter. And in where we love to talk MVPs this year, I think this year in sports, we've talked MVP in the different sports more than anything else. I mean, the NFL MVP was a weekly story, crazily enough, since sure. like week two. You know, we're already sitting here now. We're 25 games in and it's – we're 30 games in and it's, well, LeBron wants to be the MVP. What about Joel Embiid? Here comes Steph Curry. Curry will cut through the clutter because he's got that sexiness about him. All right? He's got everything laying in front. Hey, all the NBA tonight, there's one game left. It's the Warriors and the Kings. Doesn't matter. I got to see. Can Steph score 50? Are they going to win? Or are they going to make the playoffs? Those have been the three best stories of the NBA so far, but the the Sixers have been a story from the beginning, the Knicks started to become one, and now the... the the Warriors are the most are the latest one to join that right there. There's your top three stories right there in the NBA so far.
5: See, I, I was I'm digging that, but there's there's one I want to bring to your attention, and maybe I'll be the only one pushing this this narrative. The fact that the Spurs are creeping back into relevance in the Western <laughs> Conference, <laughs> right? Quietly with DeRozan and Murray and Keldon Johnson, second year guy, averaging fourteen and a half a game. Aldridge is at 41. You got seven guys averaging. 10.8 points a game or more, including a couple of your bench players, you know, so you start getting excited, you know, unlimited minutes is, I guess, the point there when you're talking playing 18 games, like 18 a game, like Aldridge's and averaging 14, uh, 14 and four. So uh, Greg Popovich isn't dead yet uh, when it comes to his (laughs) NBA coaching acumen. And all those that are declaring Bill Belichick dead in the NFL, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> all it takes is a little bit of time and yeah. a recalibration and one of these quarterbacks to shake free
4: likewise you got popovich who's looking around going all right cool and one of the guys that- be sure to catch live editions of the jason smith show with mike harman weekdays at 10 p.m eastern 7 p.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio radio app
6: this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen
1: So today we celebrated a very big anniversary in movie history and a real fun day today as well as the 25th anniversary of the release of Happy Gilmore. And it's been all over social media today. Adam Sandler put out a video of him hitting a golf ball like Happy Gilmore. 25 years later, I still got it. And then Christopher McDonald, who played Shooter McGavin in the movie, put out a video as well uh, on social media, on Twitter, uh, from the official Shooter McGavin account. And it, it, it's been a fun day to see these guys go back and forth, these roles that, that helped make them famous you know, 25 years ago. And i got to say, Mike, you know, yeah, okay, well, you know, Adam Sandler's had so many movies and everything in his career, But I got to be honest, Happy Gilmore is his best movie. I mean, he's done a thousand movies. A lot of them are really, really bad. But Happy Gilmore is his best movie. In fact, it's only only surpassed in his career by the Hanukkah song. I mean, because, you know, he, I mean, that's his dark side of the moon is the Hanukkah song and the Hanukkah song part two. But the best movie, I mean, clearly, Happy Gilmore. Look, Wedding Singer was good. Waterboy was good. I like Fifty First dates. But, you know, the, the, the great Adam Sandler movie lineage is not that long. But Happy Gilmore is like, you know, far and away from me. It's his best movie. It's the best thing he's done. And when, you know, when you leave Hollywood and, you know, when you talk about, hey, what do you think about Adam Sandler's career? Well, he had the Hanukkah song, Happy Gilmore. You know, Billy Madison was his first hit movie, but Happy Gilmore, to me, it's got everything. It's got the movie lines you still run, whether you're going to your home, everybody overruns the Bob Barker line, you know, till until they want to run it into the ground. But I got to say, Happy Gilmore, uh, it, it there's nothing better for me than Adam Sandler than that one
5: it it certainly is a classic i'm actually working on something that I, I think will be fun uh that could bring sandler and ranking stuff into into a picture so we'll we'll get that to fruition here hopefully in the next couple of weeks and we'll get your thoughts uh, out there america as well as jason smith cuz well that's what we do uh but you know happy gilmore you know they're saying sandler's cool to start thinking about sequels let's go shooter the revenge tour now right? he's gonna I mean, start doing sequels of everything. <laughs> no, but why wouldn't you? I mean there's demand for it. You get enough you're gonna come up with enough one liners. All you need is that group of guys on on set and it would give us more uh julie bowen which is always a win uh she was in uh the halloween movie that he just did Uh, you know how i feel
1: about julie bowen's hair in happy gilmore i mean i i'm i mean it's it's very strange to me because i like really long big hair like that's my thing but her short haircut the way that is just comes over the top like that oh her hair is just amazing I, I just feel took like to such a, a right weird
5: now. place. Um, <laughs> her hair is just I celebrate her entire amazing. catalog. I, I just call that what it is. Uh, but, you know, if, if we could start getting everybody rolled up and, and back in uh, into character, I mean, that would be fun. Carl Weathers would be up for it in between shooting whatever the next season of The Mandalorian is. Tell me he's not in. Oh, sure he's in. Bring but back Jobs for another C. Se- you, know, you know, let's go do some <laughs> prequel stuff.
1: Where you been, Chubs? Well, I will tell you, I've been on a been on a big dark planet that uh, there's no light on. I've been trying to find a little uh, 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 child and trying to get him back to where people are. I've been directing these episodes too. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that, that means if we get Happy Gilmore too, then he's going to go
5: crazy, and then it's going to be
1: we're going to get Billy Madison too. Okay, then we're going to be down to Little Nicky too.
5: I mean, we're going to get you leave Little Nicky like alone. That. It's underrated. Uh, it's stupid gonna, as hell, but it makes me laugh in the middle of the night. <laughs> and it's got Harvey Keitel in there as singing his lines as the devil for crying out loud. Hey, Come on, gonna, that's as good as it gets.
1: We're going to get Grown Ups 4, right? Probably. We're going to get Funny People 2. See, I find a little soft spot for the Grown
5: Ups movies, though. Oh, no. you don't. I mean, unfortunately, we can't too. get a sequel to Uncut Gems.
1: We're going to get, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry 2. We're going to get okay, I can do without that. All of it. We're going to get Longest well, Kevin four. James,
5: based on the reviews of his new uh, TV show, he might need to go do... <laughs> <laughs> chuck and larry park two <laughs> mr deeds two spanglish two electric boogaloo we're gonna, get? Spanglish, we're gonna two, get spanglish was a good movie like that's the thing there's some great uh sh- dramatic roles like i love Rain or me him and don Cheadle. that is an underrated movie that i don't think gets nearly uh the run uh in the catalog that it should but you know part of my uh my project is going to be bring bring that to light
1: yeah but he's not gonna he's not gonna get to redo the the dramas it's only and sequel he's only gonna be no let's comics. do longest yard two. no we're gonna get nine crazy nights and maybe 10 crazy nights There's and 11 crazy nights. you said
5: that like it's two, wrong three, we're gonna get all four, of them. i'm telling you if five, you want
1: to open six, the door seven, to happy eight, gilmore 2 we're gonna get all ten. of them. just go with it too
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 GAMBLER.
6: I'm Diosa. and I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast.
0: Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love Love at first first listen. listen.